Welcome, welcome, welcome. The NBA season is upon us. Well, the the preseason is upon us. The preseason sniffles are starting. We haven't mm. quite got basketball fever, but the sniffles are in town. And when the sniffles are in town and we need to discuss NBA, we bring the rhino in. I'm in. In, ready to go. Of course, uh, back after your uh, your stunning debut, top 10 <laughs> NBA players of all time. Ready for the big one? Back from, yeah, back for more. Life's good. Like the, like the... Life's good when the NBA is close, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Pre-season starting and what better time than to do a preview of what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Of course, this time last year, we wouldn't have guessed that the Golden State Warriors would break a record and yet still not be considered the best team of all time. Yet it happened. Mm. We didn't think there'd be unanimous MVP. Yet it happened. We didn't think that the Cleveland Cavaliers would be down 3-1 in the finals and come back and win it. I don't even think the Cleveland Cavaliers thought that they would. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to break the curse. Brings Mm. back memories of the Boston Red Sox in 2004. But, yeah. What a season. What a season. And it's... it's, it's interesting because some of the movements of the off-season kind of dulls the senses a little bit with what's mm. coming up. So I guess we've got 30 questions for the upcoming season and I want to throw the first one to you, Rhino. Are we just biding time before we're seeing another Golden State Warriors-Cleveland series? I think it's a good question because I, if you look at the word biding, I don't know if we're biding our time. I'm looking forward to watch the storyline evolve, to watch... I heard an interesting thing about LeBron now not being the villain. He's almost he's gone from Goliath to David somehow. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking to I'm looking forward to seeing how that evolves. There's so many variables in that. But at, at the end of the day, I think everyone wants a rematch. Yeah. If you if you asked any basketball mind and said who do you want to watch the finals, play the finals, it's it's a rematch. Mm. Which so I yes, I guess to that extent it is we are yeah. playing our time, but I guess the, the, the follow-up question, not part of, mm, not mm. a separate question, but a follow-up question. Who's going to derail this, you think? Who's the, who's the team mm. that's most likely to get in the way? I think maybe you have to rack your brain, but I think the Golden State Warriors themselves are the only ones that I could... <laughs> like, I, and, and maybe to some extent, it's a long shot, but the Clippers... And the Spurs because they're both so consistent in a yeah. way, like that that core nucleus. Yeah, I mean and it's it's really hard to see who it's going to be in the East, isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, something would have to go horribly, horribly wrong yeah. for Cleveland, and it's basically, you know, probably two of LeBron, Kyrie, and Love mm-hmm. are out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's an injury. It's yeah, not. It's a significant injury, and, I think too. Yeah. And I'm I'm really hyped on the Cleveland team because I've been watching the preseason games and. Funnily enough, one of the, I think it's Austin Carr, the Cleveland yeah. guy who does all the the uh, yes the special comments, man. And he um, the the lead into one of the preseason games was "Welcome to Cleveland, the city of champions." Yeah, and how how that has changed. I think that, yeah, that's right. I think they're, they're certainly going to town on the fact that they're champions right now. But in in a weird way, you watch them and they start in. I know it's just preseason, and you mm. know. But they, they look relaxed and they look like they don't have anything to prove and they're just playing good basketball. Yeah. Which is exactly what I wanted to see from a Kevin Love and a Kyrie Irving because they, were, you know, they didn't let loose. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's interesting. You see how far that swagger took Golden State last year. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what happens with regards to Cleveland. It's hard, as I said, I, I find it hard to see who the real contenders are out there. I think that mm. they're, they're they're certainly a tier above the other teams. Yeah, it's hard to work out who number two is in the East. I, I two through ten is very tight. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, like as you, as you, I think it's also difficult talking now before you actually get us to actually see the guys play together and see how it all works out yeah. to predict a number yeah and some teams are easier than others because you can look at it and say like those guys make sense together and those guys don't hmm. but um but see even some guys that don't make sense together end up being really good which is half the fun of it yeah so, so we'll see how we go I guess to the next question one that I posed to you kind of came to me while working actually is which team do you think would win more games this year the current Golden State Warriors team so as is um, present day last year's Golden State team so the one that won 73 games or Golden State minus Curry but add Chris Paul wow and I think maybe more games is a difficult question for this because no one's won more games than the last year's team if I had to say win a seven game series yeah maybe that changes it slightly yeah it's a it's a because it's a... such a good question and there's so many parts to it mm. the i the i guess let, let's kind of deal with this in parts and mm. maybe by doing so get to get to the end solution here chris paul is probably a better fit for the makeup of what the Golden State team is at the moment yep. without Curry. And that seems absolutely insane to say about a unanimous MVP. Yeah, exactly. But there is a le- I have a legitimate concern that there's too much shooting on that team. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, there's only one basketball and there's four guys that are going to want it in their hands. One thing about Paul is, yes, Paul generally has a high usage rate, but he'll have a high usage rate because we're talking about assists. Mm-hmm. And... I think that the Golden State dynamic is a very delicate ecosystem. Yeah. And I th- and even bringing someone like Chris Paul in could damage that ecosystem as well. Yeah. There's risk associated with what I'm saying. Paul is a better fit, but Paul and Draymond Green could go one way or the other. They could be incredibly yeah. toxic or it or, could be incredibly beneficial. Yeah. And it's hard to work out which. I think that when you look at the team this year, yes, they've got in Durant, but... They've lost a lot of depth. Yeah. I mean, they've virtually lost their three centres from last year. Yeah. Uh, they've they've had to, you know, Barboza had a, played a big role for them in games, lightning rod off the bench. And culturally-wise, I think I he... I think, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, look, Harrison Barnes, not, you know, in terms of the role that he played in that team is, is that he was quite happy to be the fourth banana. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the dynamic with Draymond, is it Draymond or is it Clay that ends up being the fourth banana now? And mm-hmm. how do they actually respond to that? Yeah. It's a really interesting question. I think that they have better talent this year, but they're not necessarily a better team this year. Yeah. So, to be honest, I, my, my gut feel is to go with what I knew worked. Yeah. I mean, they were a Steph Curry injury away from... You know, Curry was clearly hobbled throughout the playoffs. They won 73 games with that roster. Okay, they might have, you know, rolled it back a la the Bulls 
of the 90s and dropped that down into the low to mid 60s but I'd still I still like them and to be honest I take the known over the unknown in this yeah, situation definitely. so I, I, my my preference believe it or not and I find it hard to believe I'm saying mm. this given that they've improved their talent is that I think that last year's team would be would be my choice yeah I, I think it's it's a difficult it's difficult to argue against it but at the same time you think even on like a I guess like a broader perspective Kevin Durant's probably the, one of the greatest scorers all yeah. time like in an the, the guy's a freak like he's 6'11 yeah. he can handle the ball I know he's on with other scorers now but I'm just playing the devil's advocate here it's mm. That's it's the tough. fascinating it's thing tough. about it. This is the thing: is, is it's it's the classic conundrum that you always have with regards. I mean, general managers they have is how much weight do you put on the potential of what what exists mm. versus the known? It's a tricky question. My choice would be I'd take last year's team. And I think the special thing with the Golden State Warriors is, which I have to pinch myself all the time: they drafted Draymond, yeah, they drafted Steph, they drafted Clay, like. Uh, that that is almost unprecedented, uh, not yeah. unprecedented, but un- unprecedented in the modern NBA. And and to keep them as well. Yeah. I mean, the temptation to trade Clay was there. Mm. Uh, you can't deny that. So, but yeah, I mean, my my concern with this year's team's rim protection. Yeah. I mean, as soon as Bogut went out of the finals last year, Cleveland just put their head down. Mm. And you know, played a bit of bully ball. I just, yeah. you know, you got Zaza Pachulia and David yeah. West, like, yeah, the, and you know, and JaVale McGee. Yeah. I mean, so it could, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. They they're going to need somebody to to stand up, and I think you know, so much of it is is actually going to be dependent on whether they can get anything useful out of Damian Jones. Mm who is theoretically a Festus Azili clone from everything yeah. that I've heard. So We'll see. We'll, we shall see. Um, I think then, since we're talking draft, who's going to be the biggest bust in this draft? Oh. And it's an interesting draft. And I, oh. I mean, it's... Oh, maybe we'll... If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're playing the odds, mm. it's gen- there's generally two things that... Two things you just say, and I mean, bust is bust is such a tough term because it's probably relative to position that they were drafted. Mm. If you're drafting a bust at pick fifty five, it it's really doesn't a, matter it's not that a much. Bust, yeah. But if you're but if you're drafting a bust in the lottery or in the mm. first round, obviously it makes a big difference. So, I think for the purposes of the discussion, so top fourteen. All my, I'm pretty much going to ignore anything beyond the outside of the first round. Mm. There's kind of two archetypes that generally end up being busts from, mm. from what you can tell. It's the international player who struggles with the physicality. Yeah. And then there's kind of the tall, lanky guy that never really grows into his body mm. who gets drafted on his potential more so than his actual ability. But, and given those two, I think Thon Maker fits in the middle it's, of that Venn yeah. diagram. I think that Maker is a Maker, Maker is the classic boom or bust pick, mm. no question. So you can argue that he has high bust potential. You can argue that Scalabassier has high bust potential. Mm. You could argue that Jacob Podal was mm. a bit of a reach for Toronto at nine, and he has high bust potential yeah. as well. Um, but I think the, the interesting thing is that what you said is not I'm not saying common knowledge but I think NBA teams are starting to take that into account and I remember 
when Maker got drafted, it wasn't like they were throwing the kitchen sink at him. It was a, a safe bet, almost. Yeah. Because you look at that team, and they're all stacked for height, and they've got this awesome, interesting thing that I can't wait to watch. And yeah. Can't wait to watch that with Matthew Delavadova as well. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting question, isn't it? I, 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 that they'd be the three that I'd probably, I'd probably highlight. the The other thing is, is that you you wonder about the guys who end up in the Sacramento abyss. Yeah, the hole that is <laughs> yeah. Sacramento. Is that there's there's a possibility that you know the Sacramento. The Sacramento Hole takes another one down too. They just stagnate in the yeah. weirdest Sacramento stagnating. Yes, <laughs> I think maybe an interesting one was that didn't necessarily make sense to me was Marquis Chris and Dragon Bender getting yeah. picked on the same team, which yeah. I thought is like in the interesting prospects. You watch Chris; he looks like a stud. He's a big yeah. kid who can jump around, and then. Bender, but they're opposite. I don't. I don't yeah. understand how that all fits yeah, together it's, on it's, a very interesting it's, team. It's a weird. Yeah, is that you'd have a, you'd have an excellent basketball player if you could somehow merge the, the two. two of them, yeah, and, but you know you can't play two of them in one position Ooh. at the same time. So yeah, that was a, that was definitely a, a bit of a weird move at the time. But I think that you know they're they're just kind of hedging their bets a bit there in mm. Phoenix. It's Phoenix is an interesting team. It's really hard to work out what the hell their strategy is. So yeah. I think they just hit. They were so lucky with Devin Booker. Yeah, I think it, that was it. They literally got the one guy that. And you know, I think the the thing I like most about Devin Booker is he's confident, hmm. and he kind of has the persona of a scorer. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I think that he may come up a bit later on. Yeah, <laughs> In, as a, as an answer to one of my questions coming up, I'm very I'm very high on Devin Booker. Mm. Um, which non-playoff team are you backing to make the playoffs this year? Cool. Okay, so I think the safest bet by far in this, if I had to bet in money, is for the Jazz to make the playoffs. Yeah. They were nine. They've got markedly better. I love Boris Diaw. Yeah. George Hill's really good. Yes. George Hill is a really good pickup. And they've got they've kind of got three guys in Gobert. And then Favors and Haywood, which I think they're they're all about to get better, yeah. or they're about to reach that kind of three-year patch where they're playing really good basketball, and they're all kind of in that same age group. Yeah, and you, I mean, you know, Rodney Hood. Yeah, Rodney Hood's a scorer. I mean, anything. I mean, I think Exum will be better. Yeah, Exum's for, coming back for the time. Him. There's, yeah. yeah, there's 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 certainly something there. There is, there's there's kind of they're the safe bet. Mm. The, the the kind of Chips in the middle of the table bets the New York Knicks, isn't mm. it? <laughs> I'm excited about the New York. It's, yeah, it's a team that's got people talking. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's because every I love Porzingis. Like I yeah. love watching Porzingis, and he his stroke looked incredible during the preseason. Well, like mm. it is looking right now. He's got yeah. that. I don't know. He's really kind of Dirk in the way that he's he sets himself up really well, and yeah. he's got an incredibly smooth stroke but then he hit a step back on some guy and you think mm. 7-2 Latvian god yeah. has appeared yeah to it's... Say, but how does he fit with Joachim Noah Derek Rose you know Carmelo well Anthony? I mean I think that the thing is is that they're nearing the point where I think they're going to have to fit around him I mean yeah. obviously I mean he hit the wall a bit like last year yeah. but um, yeah there's certainly a lot for them to be excited about with him but I think that you know every decision that they're making from this point on it has to be through the Paul Zingas lens surely yeah. mm. and you know Courtney Lee's a good pickup. 
Mm. Uh, he's he's somebody who seems to have bounced. He's he can play and he's bounced around a lot of places, but he's mm. never really seemed to found a found a mm. home, which is strange. It's a good start in five on paper. Yeah, that's right. And like it's it's always with the thing if, if, if they stay healthy. If, yeah, because yeah. Joakim Noah, like I think the crowd will love him. But if yeah. he can still muster up that intensity that he used to have, yeah. And as I say, that's why they're boom or bust. Is is that they're probably more likely to win fifty games than Utah are. Mm. But the you know the weighting of that is is that Utah Utah are probably going to be in the forties pretty safely. Yeah, you could see the New York falling imploding into, as yeah, well. You could yeah. see them falling into the third. And Derek Rose has in just entered his trial yesterday. Yeah. So like you, but it's a very New York team. I think it fits. Yeah. The, it's going to be good to watch either. I think that that's right. Is is that it is a that's a great synopsis. It's a classic New York team. There's yeah. No, there's names. Yeah. Whether the names are any good or not is another matter. But mm. there's definitely names there. I think I'll jump into another question. The rookie of the year will be playing in which city? Philadelphia. With the injury, or. Because I'm, because you think I'm taking, got two. I'm yeah. taking, I've got three horses in this race. Oh. So you think um, Sarich, Embiid? Like, yeah, Sarich, Embiid, or Simmons. I mean, I was really excited by Embiid mm. when he came out. It's, it's a shame that we've had to wait to see him. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him with regards to minutes restrictions. I think that if they take a minute restriction off him, I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. I think maybe that's a good bet if... I like... Mm. I really like Simmons, mm. but him missing a couple of months... I, I wouldn't play Simmons, to be honest. He's given him a year off. Yeah, I'd give him the time... I'd, I'd give him the time off, give him a chance to work, just get his body right, but also get his jump shot right. Mm. Give him... I think that that's a... That's a, a really important thing. That that seems to be the way they're thinking. And I would say that he's not somebody that they would be taking an unnecessary risk with as well. You look at how they've handled Embiid, you'd think that Simmons would get the same treatment. Yeah. And Saric is just... He's, he's a good basketball he's player. He's a good basketball player, and I think he could be ready to go. The mm-hmm. thing that works in your advantage in Philadelphia is, is that, look, there's a log jam there. We'll probably get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. <sighs> He'll put... What what have they got to lose by playing these guys big minutes? Mm. Is that it's in their it's in their best interest to, to get these guys out on the floor. Mm. And I mean, it, it, it's funny. I, I mean, I'm dismissing a guy who I absolutely love in Chris Dunn, but I think that the the thing that worries me about Dunn is is that he will probably spend the first half of the year behind right Rubio best. and Levine. Yeah. So he might not get the play that he needs to to win that. So I think. My bet will be, maybe it's there's a bit of bias, but I, I really like Buddy Heald. Yeah. And I think he's going to, he compliments the team well. He's going to get minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think out of all the guys, maybe to some extent Jalen Brown, because I just love his intensity. You know, you just watch the guy and he wants to dunk on everyone. <laughs> but I think Buddy Heald's ready to go. He's got an NBA yeah. body. He'll, I think he's just going to fit in straight away. And I think that the beauty of Buddy Heald is, is that I think that he will have He's he's probably the safest bet for guaranteed minutes. Yeah. So yeah. He, I can I can understand that. Brown Brown excites me, but Brown's a long way down that pecking order, oh, really. Yeah. And I listened to a talk with Brad Stevens today about how 
it's going to be so good for him to play on this team. Like, you look at the, like, experienced wing guys they have yeah. there, and Jalen Brown's going to be going at them super hard every day. He's yeah. going to be a... Yeah, I mean, he gives him an interesting look. I mean, you could you can certainly see that that was a that was a pick based on his potential, and you can yeah. see you can certainly see and understand why they why they went that way. Mm. Um, I would have I was expecting him to go Donald Murray and maybe try and make a move afterwards, but mm. given that they they decided that they were going to keep who they picked, it did make sense for that reason. But yeah, I've, I, I'm with Philly. Sure. And, I, and, I, and it's purely just playing the odds. Yeah. I, it's rather than putting all my chips on one person, I'm putting chips on a couple of different guys. And it's, it's safe. It is yeah. yeah. Following on from Philly, believe it or not, two questions on the Philadelphia Seventy <laughs> Sixers. Mm. Who would have thought that? <laughs> Are they actually seriously planning to play five big men at the same time? It is ridiculous, isn't it? But in a weird way, it could. W- like kind of work you mm. know what I mean It's but it's a different five big men than they have in Milwaukee if it yeah. makes sense like th- these are almost big slow men whereas the guys in Milwaukee can you know oh I don't know who they trade which is an interesting thing or who you want out of that oh. welcome to the podcast oh, <laughs> who should Philadelphia trade out of their big men Okafor mm. to and who what, what would you be wanting to get for Okafor is, is Okafor the guy that you think you'll get the most for or is he the one that you just don't think fits with what you're trying to do? Doesn't fit yeah. mm. what you're trying to do. I don't know if he fits the league though. He, he's that's, a new, he's an old type of player yeah. like, but he can score. I think he has potential. If you mm. know, He'd have to go to a team that's good at developing mm. young players to get the most out of him. Uh, if I was trading him, what would I be trying to get? Philadelphia's just stacked in the front line. I'd be looking for some guards. Mm. I think they uh, need shooting. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know how uh, Nick, what's his name, is going to pan out. Yeah. You know, everyone's had high hopes for him and he doesn't look mm. like much. Yeah, Stauskas. Yeah. Um, and then who else have they got in terms of depth? They've got that? Covington. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He'd be, he's going to be yeah. solid, but not spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <coughs> point guards? Well, they've got Jared Bayless's. Yeah. yeah. But I think that yeah. they'll play Simmons. That's uh, yeah. long term, I think that... Well, then they, need a, then they need a 3 and D. Yeah. Point guard. So that's the thing. It's, yeah, mm. it's, it's kind of shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. <laughs> there you go. Trade, trade Jamal like before. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd go. I'd second that. You got to trade. Yeah, it's like a four and Noel, isn't it? And but I, I think they're both NBA players. Yeah, I would. I think that it's it's really tricky. It's really tricky. Because you could see more teams having a need for Noel than Okafor, so you might yeah. get a better bounty for him. But Okafor is the guy who doesn't really fit what they're trying to do. I think if I was... If I'd say Okafor could fit on a team. I think Memphis Grizzlies, he's yeah. that... You, you know what I mean? You chuck him on... I don't know, he's the Zebo replacement to mm. me. Which it kind that's, of makes sense now. Yeah, that's, that's slow probably, pace, like... Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the funny thing, he's, he's also the type of guy that turns up in San Antonio and looks was, the beast. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, like, but I think almost with anyone, you like you put them on San Antonio, they get two points better. Like, yeah. That's the challenge, is that it's easy to say, well, it's not going to work and you've got to get rid of someone. But mm. who to, what do you get for them? And I think more also, to the point, are you going to get something that makes it worthwhile? So, But, yeah, it would be intriguing to see them, them try it. Yeah. I think, but that's the thing I think would frustrate me as a 76ers fan. It almost seems like the whole thing about having this process and stacking all these assets and then letting go of the guy that kind of did. And, yeah. you know, that's, a, that's an entire podcast in itself. Yeah, that's right. But um, I think that Hinky himself was a bit surprised by that. Yeah. I, I kind of saw Boston doing the same type of thing. It's, it's all good and well to have assets, but at some point in time, you got to put your assets into the middle of the table and, and make something happen. And, I mean, look, Houston with Maury, that was their strategy as well. I mean, they got lucky that Harden mm. ended up shaking onto the market. Mm. Is that it's, it's easy to say that that's your strategy, but actually executing it yeah. in a meaningful way is, is a challenge in itself. Yeah, and then you, you I guess you become known as a seller in the market you know there's I mean? that too yeah so you know everyone knows boston stacking assets everyone knows philly's doing that exactly you end up selling at 60 cents in the dollar yeah exactly because you don't it is it is supply and demand at the yeah. end of the day one of the most interesting questions i think is who's going to lead the league in scoring because if you look back last year we've got steph curry at 30 yeah. oh yeah maybe another question who scores more points this year stephen curry or kevin durant don't change it. I was going to answer the first question. <laughs> no, do, do, do the first one and then we can... They might. I, th- I think that they will do everything that they can to kind of cede to Durant. So I would think that Durant will probably score more than Curry. Mm. I think that he'll probably take more shots and I think he'll, as a result, I think he'll probably mm. score a bit more. Gut feel. That's a really hard one. I think that they'll both be around about the same mark. In terms of scoring, it's going to be... I, I'm going to go with James Harden. I was... I. I, but the, I was going to go with Harden, but then I saw the news that he's going to play point guard now. What, yeah, but, but it's always James go. But the thing but, you've got to keep in mind with uh, with Harden, yes, that's true. But it's Mike D'Antoni, where yeah. you get a you get a ten percent raise every single time with mm. a, in a D'Antoni type system. I mean, Westbrook's the other one who you'd think's mm. going to be right up around that mark too. It's um, chip on his shoulder. Possibly even Melo might have one mm-hmm. last hurrah in him where he goes big but given they're going to be playing more in a up-tempo mm-hmm. motion style offense gone are the days where it's you know locking kobe mm-hmm. <laughs> i think sleeper for me is paul george in a way yeah. that i think only you look at the team they put together now they want to play up tempo yeah you're pushing the ball with monte Ellis, you're pushing the ball with jeff teague I think he gets a residual off that and starts scoring buckets. I don't know if they're going to be a good team or not, but I, <laughs> yeah, I think he's good money for a high scoring. Team. I mean, even I mean, another real smoky is obviously uh, Damian Lillard. Mm. You you can't big Dame just, Dollar. Yeah, I love Damian Lillard. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's going to be an, another interesting team is Portland. Like what? Yeah. So let let me put a question to you then. Mm. Given the choice between the Portland backcourt of Damian Lillard and. Mm. And um, McCollum and uh, John Wall and Bradley Beal in Washington. Which one would you take? Now, this is difficult because, like, my heart immediately says Portland and it's not even close. Yeah. But then you, if you had to say, if Beal played a full season, 
Yeah. Which I don't know if he ever will, but he might yes. never play a full season. Yeah. But like I think the the fascinating thing with Washington is John Wall is incredible. I think yeah. he's incredibly underrated. Yeah, I, I reckon that he's the most underrated superstar in the league. Yeah. He is so fast. He is so talented. And then in a way that as soon as Beal got into the league, I knew he complimented Wall straight away. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's just a straight scorer, stud, gets up and down the floor. Perfect compliment to the two of them. I remember watching a highlight play where Wall went 150 kilometers down and almost like he just flung it cross court and Bill was there and he took it in one motion. And I thought, you know, that's the future of the league. Yeah. But at the same time, I love CJ McCollum. I think yeah. he's an absolute old school baller. Gets you 20. He he could score, I think, maybe 23 points a game this season. Mm. He, don't sleep on CJ. Yeah, but that's why it's a tough. It's, I, I it's don't know. Tough, so I, what, what, so what where are you going? Where are you going? I'm going. I'm going Portland. Definitely. Yeah. I think you you gave the answer I give. It's like if you told me I'm going to get 70 games out of Bradley Beal, mm. 70 games out of John Wall, I'd take Washington. Yeah. There's just no evidence that you're going yeah. to get that. No, it's all hypothetical. <laughs> and the other thing there. you've got to keep in mind is that, from a contract perspective. Mm. Yeah. I think he's. I can't remember exactly, but I think Portland's. Those guys are still a little bit less than the Washington combo. Yeah. Oh. My, so. Yeah. yeah I, I'd probably take Portland too. Yeah, I think yeah. long, long term, because at the end of the day, I think Damian Lillard's got that special thing in only a few NBA players where they compete like on yeah. the next level. You know mm. what I mean? Like he he relishes that. Yeah. And with with that clutch gene, like who do you want with the ball in the last like seven seconds of a series? Do you want Damian Lillard or John Wall or we'll even say Bill? Yeah, he's a game winner. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah that's I'm a good. That's, into it, I was right? going to say that's actually a really good tiebreaker discussion point. Yeah. Is is the game on the line? Out of all of those guys, if you're ordering them on who you want taking the shot, mm. the Portland guys are probably one, one two. two. Definitely. But, you know, I'd, I'd love to watch Wall prove me wrong because yeah. I like John Wall. Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge John Wall fan as well. Which one of the West's young teams are going to make the most noise this year out of Utah, Minnesota and Denver? It's a weird thing with the off-season is that I feel like things snowball really quickly, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think the... Not the myth, or the legend of Carl Anthony Towns has grown exponentially. I, he's eighth on the MVP odds right yeah. now, which is ridiculous. And I, I mean, he's going top five in fantasy yeah, drafts as well. Which I think is absurd. But I think Minnesota will make the most noise because I think they're the team that's going to win the most games out of the three of those. And I think they're a team that people like. You've got Wiggins jumping out the gym. You've got Levine jumping higher out the gym than Wiggins. And then you've got Towns, who's, by all accounts, looks like a really nice guy as well. Yeah. And you've got Rubio throwing the flashy yeah, passes. Like it's, a, it's a fun team to watch with a yeah. winning coach now. Yeah. But maybe you can make an argument for the other two, and I'm sure I can as well. Well, I mean, you made a good argument for Utah earlier yeah, on. Yeah. Who wins I mean, the seven-game series? It's, it's an interesting question. Is, is that I mean, obviously, Minnesota are working from a lower base. Mm. So... It's going to be easier for them to make more noise. Utah going from 40 to 50 mm. 
it's it's huge in the context of things, but Minnesota going from twenty eight, twenty nine to forty mm-hmm. is higher, but not as not as momentous. No, really. No. So it kind of comes down to how you weigh those sides of things up. Yeah. Is that if you're saying to me who's most likely to win the championship this year, I'd say Utah. Yeah. If you're saying to me who's the team that's likely to improve the most and win the most games relative to last year, mm-hmm. I say Minnesota. Out of interest, what did Denver finish? Denver finished thirty three wins. Yeah. And they've I don't I don't know about their back. Denver's the the thing that worries me a bit, Denver's got a lot of young pieces. Denver's almost the the off the radar Philadelphia slash Boston's storing assets. Yeah. It ra- it raises an interesting question which we 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 may have we'll probably bring up at another time. I don't want to precede mm-hmm. my answer, but I see Denver being an interesting destination for mm. for a particular player Ooh. that I think could make them a very different team. Mm. I'm looking for. I, I think we should go into it right now. I okay, like, I will. I'll jump into it. I think that Demarcus Cousins gets traded this year to Denver, and I think that Denver is an obvious candidate purely because oh. the only coach that he's really seemed to get along with is Mike Malone. What does that starting lineup look like with? Uh... Well, I think that that's the, that's the point being is obviously they're going to give up one of their big mm. their big men as part of that deal and probably... Gallinari? I'm thinking more... Uh, it, it's probably going to take an, a Yusuf Nurkic or someone like that to get moved as part of that deal, I, you would think. Well, if, you, if you're Denver, yeah. do you lock in? I think you... Yeah, you give Nurkic and you give Gallinari. You would probably give... Yeah, you'd probably... There'd be you'd have to do a bit with contracts, obviously. Yeah. There's there's a few guys there that they could they could do, but I would say that mm-hmm. a, a deal centered around Nurkic plus change for cousins makes a bit of sense. I think the the cousins Sacramento relationship mm-hmm. it's I, I feel for him. I yeah, just I just think he's yeah. I, I think he's never played with a good point guard and I think that that's a big part of the problem, is that mm-hmm. he's he's so talented he, he's just insanely talented. Mm-hmm. He really is. He just doesn't have good teammates and he hasn't been well coached. He hasn't been well led apart mm-hmm. from the time with Malone. Why wouldn't he agree to that? Yeah. It, it, it may, I, I just think that there's too many elements of that that make mm-hmm. sense. They're, they're like uh, DeMarcus Cousins and the Sacramento Kings are like that couple everyone knows should break up, but yeah. like they just keep holding on. Yeah. Like one more. We're doing it for the kids. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> and it would be better if they just. It's like, I don't want to be with you, but I don't think I could do any better than yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. As and, you say, they're just biding time. And, and I feel like all. And DeMarcus Cousins has got to be one of those guys. Whenever you listen to a podcast, whenever you watch a show, everyone's like my boy Boogie Cousins. Everyone yeah. loves Boogie. Hmm. And I think it's because he's a funny guy. I don't know if you saw his interview. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah he's, he's just a good guy. Yeah. I think, as I say, is that the Denver thing, obviously, you know, they, they get, some, get a couple of vets there that can guide him the right way. I think that, that when you see it, too many things just add up to go, that would be really sensible. And, and the thing with Denver is I think you almost get like a three-game advantage and playing where they do. That's exactly right. The altitude is certainly an advantage. Having been there myself, and I can tell you, it you is. Re- it, it, it is. It's a yeah. thing. It's a, it's, thing. It's, it's a real thing. It's a mm. real thing. You, your lungs do feel it. Mm. You, you really... And it is an advantage that obviously gets mitigated a little bit come playoff time, but 
you put Boogie on that team with the right leadership there, they have enough pieces to be a high 40s, low 50s team as well. Mm. But, you know, are they going to be that without shaking it up a little bit? I don't think so. It's, a, it's an interesting one, though. Yeah. Definitely. Because I'll go on to the next one, which is which Christmas game are you looking forward to watching? So the options being the Celtics versus the Knicks, Bulls versus Spurs, Clippers versus Lakers, the rematch of Warriors and Cavs, and Wolves versus Thunder. Jeez, there's two answers to this. Yeah. I mean, look, let's be honest. Scrub the first three off, mm. and let's concentrate on the last two games. I think that the best basketball will obviously be played in the Warriors-Cavs, but I think the Wolves-Thunder will be the most entertaining. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Young guns going hard at Yeah. I like Oladipo. Yeah. I like Stephen Adams. I like Russell Westbrook. That's a team that's going to play hard. I'm a fan of Sabonis. Mm. I think that he'll he'll translate really well to the to the league. There's a glut of players around his position as yeah. well, but I can still see him getting meaningful mm. minutes there. I think the Cancer will play a much bigger role mm. with them this year as well. With Durant out, they're going to have to find well, with Barker gone as well. Obviously, they're going to have to find points from somewhere across the front court. So. They're certainly paying him like somebody who's <laughs> got to deliver big. So, and yeah, we've t- I mean we've talked about the exciting squad that Minnesota has. So, they're going to be my uh, early on in the year. I think both of those teams are going to be my sneaky league pass. Uh, I agree. I think the Milwaukee's probably the third one. Mm. Well, that just just mm. intriguing to watch to see what they're doing. And we've we've got a vested interest with Delavadova going there, and and, and Thon Maker, of course, yeah, because I. I I don't know if you got a chance to watch their preseason, but mm. it's a it's a fun it's nice to watch Delhi on a team with all these weapons around yeah. him. You know, like you, I still think Jabari Parker's a legitimate player. Yeah, I, I, he's still working his way back in. But yeah. he, I mean, that's the thing was there was a time where Wiggins Parker was a legitimate debate mm. for that number one pick that year, and and understandably so. And I mean, with Middleton out, he's going to get. Airtime, mm. so he he's an interesting one. He, is he your pick for most improved player? With that in oh. mind, I think he's a good he's a good shout at it. But most improved player, I don't know if you have. He actually really fits the archetype of the guy who wins mm. it quite well. It's the high draft mm. pick who hasn't quite seen much time, and but certainly has ability. Right. I, I, I kind of swayed it earlier. Devin Booker's got to be right in the consideration. Mm. Even though he finished the year strong last year as it was, mm. if he does that for a full season, he's going to be there or thereabouts. Who else can you throw into the mix? Maybe somebody like Clint Capella, who's yeah. going to see a lot, get a lot People more. People are high on Clint Capella. Like, yeah. Hey, he's, got, he's got minutes now. He's, yeah. It's, he's going to be in a fast-paced offense. He's yeah. gonna, that's a good pick. Yeah. I think the thing with most improved is it's, usually a guy that takes people like by surprise. You know what I mean? That's kind of yeah, part of the... I think that there's, there's parts of it as well. Is it, Generally, it's more about they, they just get exposure. Mm. And, and, you know, Dennis Schrute is somebody else who you have to consider a part of that mix. He's now going to be starting. Mm. If they actually play well, he's going to be mm. someone... That's, that's a fascinating team as yeah. well. How's, what's going to happen to Dwight? Dwight yeah. Howard would win most improved if you went from last season. That's also true, yeah. It's 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 all it's the biggest crapshoot award of the lot, let's face it, <laughs> like 
if you if you picked it at the start of the year, you've done really really well because there's there, there, you know there is a bit of a common theme as to the guys who are getting picked. Parker certainly fits that mm. that archetype. the The concern is is that Jason Kidd likes to play minute roulette, mm. and you know he could get thirty five minutes one night and DMP the next. So yeah. that would be my only concern with with putting Parker forward, but he's certainly in the the that type of player. I'll, I'll throw one out and say Della Vadova will get it when he averages above eight assists this year. Wow. I'll put it on the record and Delhi. say I'm high on one game watching Delhi as my most improved player. I know that's... And averaging I mean, eight assists a game. I think he'll get eight. I know this is only after watching two preseason games, but it all clicked and I was like, yeah, he's playing for kid. I mean, it's... Coming off of a really, really solid mm. Olympics as well. Mm. I mean, you've got to give the guy a hell of a lot of credit. Mm. Is that he shouldn't belong in this league, and no. he's found a way to belong yeah. in the league. And he's now, now he's on a team full of weapons that need someone to dribble the ball. Yeah. But, I don't know. Eight is high, but I'm, yeah. I'm you know, I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to make, make one. <laughs> hey, I love people going out on a win. Yeah, I'll go out on a yeah. and say Delhi will get eight. Delhi will get eight. Delhi was throwing lobs to Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Now he's throwing lobs to Thonmaker, Giannis, Jabari, John Henson. I think he can yeah. throw eight of those in the game. <laughs> but you know what? They, they, I think they those... might force him to shoot Ted for flying yeah, yeah, yeah. a little while. But... <laughs> yeah. So... Because I, but it's missing shooting because it's, it's a different thing. When yeah, got... that's the challenge, I think, with that. Because that... they have to play off you for a lob to yeah. work. And yeah. I don't know. If, maybe you play off Middleton, but... Yeah, that's that's the problem. I think mm. that that might be the the fly in the ointment. There is the the it's the, more the, it's the, more a wish. Than yeah, that. <laughs> they, they they may not have the cattle to stretch the floor enough to make that work. But you know, I mean, look, if he's getting thirty minutes a game, you'd think the way he plays, he should be around about that mark. Mm. I think it was just maybe watching him at the Olympics against the American team, against the fact that the guy's just everywhere. Yeah, but we'll see. Who will be the leading scorer for the Los Angeles Lakers? I might need someone to actually remind me who's on the Los Angeles Lakers. I reckon it's going to be one of the backcourt guys. So either Clarkson or Russell. And the thing with... I get the feeling it might be Russell. Russell. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot more. He certainly looked a lot more confident during Mm. the preseason this year. You think about the, the you know the coach that's going in there and you'd imagine that they're going to try and play a style quite similar to Golden mm-hmm. State. So they're going to be very dependent on their guards creating mm-hmm. more so for themselves and everyone else. It's, it's a weird, weird team though. It, it feels like a team of children in like a weird way yeah. com- compared to the rest of the league. Yeah. Like, you, look at, like, you look at Ingram, he's... Yeah, he's he, he's going to be good. I think he's yeah, a unique yeah. prospect, and like he's so fluid. I think Russell's good. I think Clarkson's good. I think Randall's all good, but they they seem so young. You know. Yeah, I mean, and I mean young and misguided. And, and in many respects, you can kind of understand. At the time, the Moskov thing was just bizarre. Yeah. Firstly, to get him for that, that much. Right. Yeah. Because I think that the market the market probably would have been paying half that. Mm. But maybe that's their rationale, is that we've got all these young kids, we need a bit of an enforcer back there. Yeah. And maybe Mozgov is a smoky for this. But I would have thought, I, I, I just I feel that... I think you get other enforcers for half the... Yeah. yeah. 
I just think that, um, well, I mean, they were, they were trying to get Bogut as part of the Durant shakeout, but um, they were certainly one of the teams that was rumoured to be interested in him. Lock me in for Russell. Lock in. Yeah. I think you watch Clarkson, though, and that guy's like, uh, he's a determined scorer. He's got yeah. that, you know, that mentality. Maybe it's hanging around Kobe. It's tough. Yeah. That's what I say. It's, it's, I think it's one of those two. And it's a, for me, it's a bit of a coin flip, but I think I'll lean to Russell because I think Russell will have the ball in his hands a bit more. And But then how many points do you think um, Ingram scores? Do you think Ingram has... Is he even in the conversation for Rookie of the Year? Or he's going to get minutes? You just don't know what I he's... just worry about the guys that are that thin. Yeah. <sighs> like the 82 games. It's it, You'd imagine it's going to wear on him. Is he in the conversation? I mean, yeah, he's going to get minutes, but I think, you know, to start, he, they've already slated pretty early that he's starting on the bench, so... Mm. <sighs> he's probably one of the skinniest guys I've yeah. seen. And, but still, in the, he's uh, so fluid. Mm. It's, rookie of the year is tough, isn't it? Mm. We talked about it a bit earlier. I, I just don't think he'll play enough minutes at the start of the year. He's probably the guy who will come on strong back half of the year. Yeah. If the nation gets around him and he starts making some yeah, buckets, then... yeah, mm. it's 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 a tricky one that one. Um, but yeah, the Lakers is yeah, it, it's really hard to work out. It's really hard to work out who that's going to be. Who do you think will make the All Star game for the first time this year? It's an it's an interesting one because I think I'm going to say Carl Anthony Towns is going to yeah. make the All Star game. Because of the hype. You know? I was going to say, I think that you take, just, if you take the fan vote into account, yeah, that's a very sensible pick. Because I think the same thing. The, he'll probably get in on the fan vote. Because mm. he... Yeah. But other than him, is there anyone that you think would Porzingis? No, I don't think they'd both make it. Fan Nick, vote. Nick, think... Nick Nation might get behind Porzingis. Mm. I, I could see Porzingis. It's tough. You think about if you're thinking about the fan thing. There's there's mm. there's guys like that that certainly come into the mix. Because I remember Zaza had a massive yeah pull out because you know the whole of Georgia decided he should play in the All Star game. I think Devin Booker could. You think? Yeah. The the issue that he would have is that he's probably going to have to score like mid to high twenties because the guards in the West is just ridiculous. You know, he'd have to be he could he'd have to be on. Dame has, Dame has a Dame been in as an alternate does he count? yeah I think he seems to be the guy that's been snubbed like three years in a row that's what I'm yeah. saying I think he got in as an alternate one year so I don't know whether you count that but as an all star game no, I, don't think, I don't think he counts it yeah. I, I think he's no. the type of so in that respect yes I, think I, could, I could, oh, you could theoretically put him in based on that as well I, I'm going to go the Greek freak as well you think Giannis is an mm. all-star? If they're committed to playing him as the point in inverted commas, I could see him being the type of guy that people... Get around. Get around. Literally, you have to get around someone to make yeah. it all. And I think he'd be awesome to watch in the yeah. all-star game. You're like, that guy running up... He's a deer. He's literally yeah. a deer with these... Yeah, that's right. And I love him as well. He seems just like a really nice guy. Mm. And that's... Towns is the safe bet. And, ta- and to be honest... Unless he's injured, he's probably already in the team. Mm. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's always guys who just pop up mm. that you and you love it for that reason. You like, yeah. Because I, I, I didn't think 
when Towers was drafted, I didn't think look at the guy and think he was an Anthony Davis type player or like that kind of caliber. Mm. And I don't, I don't remember. It was hard because he was splitting time yeah, with, yeah. with Paulie Stein. It kind of made it a bit trickier to see his true potential, but you could yeah. see he was good. You, you could see he was good, but yeah. I didn't think he was this good. And that's yeah. probably my, you know, admittedly yeah. my fault, but... Mm. It's, right. it, yeah, I mean, that's a real... There's, there's always like four or five every year. Mm. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see who... Who they are, but most of the real the thing is, is the most of the big ones are already kind of locked in. Mm. So it's it's just going to be someone weird. It might be even somebody like Gordon Haywood. It might mm. be a Rudy Gobert. It might be. They have a good season, and then yeah, like if you asked, I mean, <laughs> you think about the West. Kobe's out. Duncan's out now. Mm. Dirk probably won't get back again. Mm. There's potentially a couple of little freebie spots sitting around the edges. Mm. So there's a lot of star power at the league now. Yeah, I think Jimmy Jimmy Butler's played in the. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because that's another interesting story is how Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, and Rondo share the ball. Is yeah, like... yeah. I mean, was 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 the Wade thing the thing that surprised? Was, did that surprise you the most? Was there another thing that surprised you more than that? I, I had I think him the as a contract surprised yeah. me the most. I had him. I had him as a heater for life. I was I was shocked by that. It was a weird one, and but then I don't know whose fault it is or if it's anyone's fault. It makes I feel kind of sorry for Wade in like a way. Like I don't want I don't want to watch him waste away in Chicago. No, you know I I completely understand. Yeah, the the Mozgov one was weird. The the Tyler Johnson thing is kind of the the second effect from the way thing as well was really weird too. Gives you like a bit of taste in your mouth. Yeah, so I mean, it's just weird. Like I had to look up who Tyler Johnson was. I I remember seeing him play occasionally, but 50 mil for four years? Mm. For a guy who barely got off the Heat bench? The Heat ending up basically prioritising this guy over Wade. I I have a feeling (coughs) that with Bosch out, Whiteside kind of injury prone, loose cannon... Yeah. Young Winslow, Young Johnson, and then the other Richardson. Richardson. Yeah, I would not be surprised if they tanked and got a high draft pick and built around that core nucleus. Do they have their picks still though? That's the thing because of the drugage deals. I don't know if they have their picks. That that's an interesting one we need to look up because yeah. I think they've got a good young nucleus, but yeah. I, they're not competing. Do you see the, Do you see Bosch playing another game for Miami? I don't think so. Do you think he plays again at all? I think he plays again. Yeah. I think he plays again just because of the determination, like not because mm. he should. Yeah. Like I don't. I worry about because I think he's generally one of the nicest guys in the NBA. Yeah. Well, well spoken, considerate guy who had some. I don't say difficult years in Miami in the way that he was kind of the scapegoat of the three. And you know, the, I just the big two featuring Chris Bosh is yeah, what I like to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and. You know, I think people forget. I think he was the one who got the rebound and gave it to Allen. Yeah, he's the one who made the big plays mm. for them. So he, you he, know, because they were daring him to be the guy to beat them. Yeah, it is. It's sad. I agree. Um, yes, yeah, thoughts go out to Chris Bosh. Yeah, but I think that the if he chooses not to play again, I think he's got a very, very good mm. career in, in oh, the media ahead of him for for the exact reasons that you said. Somber. Maybe we need to pick, pick, pick it up again. Come on. Um, 
So does Javel McGee set the record for most shacked in a full moments this year? What's the record at the moment? I think whatever Javel, whatever Javel had a couple years ago. <laughs> so he's already got the record. Yeah. So he just... beat his own record for. Can you? Is, is he there... going to be out there enough to break his own record? I think the thing with Javel and this is he's going to be in such stark contrast with the other players he's yes. playing with. <laughs> you know, when you're watching the perfection that is Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond, and then somehow Javel McGee has found his way into this. I think he's going to be fun to... He'll, he'll definitely make some noise this year because there's going to be lots of buzz around that team. And he's going to have to play. Yeah. and he, But he's a freak at the same time. Oh, yeah. Know? I mean, I still remember the dunk contest. With the two, with the two hands. Ball. I mean... Yeah. You shouldn't even be able to think that you could do something like that. Yet it won't actually execute it. But I don't think Javel did think that. I think someone yeah. told him you could do that. You could probably do that. Probably his mum. Yeah. Yeah. She was an NBA player, wasn't she? She played yeah. professionally no, basketball. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, she played professional basketball. So, um, I don't know if he breaks his record this year, but if he's already got the record, then yeah. I'd say the record's safe. It's. I mean, who else would be a legitimate candidate for doing no one, crazy, insane, stupid things? He's made it like his own thing, yeah. which is the most special thing about Javel. Portland, Memphis, or Utah? We've talked about Utah, Minnesota, Denver. Where did mm. they're, they're they're all probably going to be around that six, seven, eight seed mark, aren't they? The thing with Memphis is like you now they've got Parsons. Yeah, they've got Marcus Ole. They got Randall. They the consistency is good, but not. You don't want to be vintage. They're almost old now. Yeah, and they're not deep. No. And the 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 other thing about being yeah. those guys that you just mentioned, they've all been relatively injury prone, mm. especially when you throw Mike Conley into the mix as mm. well. Is but it? We, you know, we could be seeing a lot of James Ennis this year, for, yeah. uh, which is <laughs> exciting for uh, people who followed him in, in Perth with the Wildcats, but. Uh, mm. Maybe you make a make a good show of it. And... Yeah, well, I think that, I mean, that that was an interesting. It's for what they're paying for him. It's is worth. And the he flight. kind of he fits the role. He yeah. fits the. But I, I think mean, they're a scary eight seed. That's what they are. Yeah. If they've got everybody fit and firing, they're not. They're, one thing you know about Memphis, they won't go down easy. No. And they, by all accounts, they've got a good coach in Fisdale now. Yeah. Not that they didn't. I thought Jaeger's a pretty good coach. Yeah. But. From what I've heard, Fisdale seems like the man. So. Yeah, he's he's been very big. I mean, you look at these guys that pop up off Miami's bench over the mm. years, even during the championship years, mm. you see the development of some of these guys mm. who were very raw when they come in, and he's been he's been a very important part per, of that. Part of that, yeah. Mm. So it's it'll be interesting to see. It's always interesting to see those you know those highly regarded developmental guys mm. step up and. See what kind of be the figure. Some it works well with some, it doesn't work well with others. Mm. So on to the next question. Um, I think uh, probably one of my favourite questions is how many games does Delhi, Mills, Exum, Simmons, and Bogut win with a with a core bench of Baines, Maker, Ingl- and Ingles? So let's basically say we put the Australian Olympic team in, and we bought with Simmons, and we bought Simmons, Exum. And make her into that mix. They have some matchup problems both ways. Mm. I think the thing that killed them against the US was, you know, they basically didn't have a stretch four. Mm. Um, okay, yeah. Simmons may well play that role, 
in this in that in that type of structure. There's a lot of ball handlers here too. Mm. <laughs> a lot of guys that are. It's an awkward mix. It is. You've got. I mean, you've really got three point guards, three centres, and a and a and a hybrid guy who can basically play all five positions. Let's be honest. So you, you're missing kind of the wing guy. The, the dominant wing guy and you're probably missing you know the, the, the kind of the real stretch four elite four type player but I mean look having said that you know that having played with each other a lot you think there'd be a lot of benefits mm. associated with that would they would they make the playoffs they'd probably sneak into the playoffs mm. if it they were all fit which conference in the eastern conference I think yeah they, I mean, you, the other thing is you're looking at a lot of guys there that have durability question marks as well. Mm. I mean, we've got Simmons, Simmons already out in theory, Exum coming back off an ACL, Bogut invariably only plays, you know, 50 or 60 games every year. And looks like he wants to throw up half the time yeah. as well. <laughs> and, I love him, but... Yeah. It's, it's, you know, big question marks over what maker's actually going to be. Could be absolutely anything, as we've said before. Very small in the backcourt. Mm. You know, they're probably in mid forties. Mm. Yeah, you. They. That's. I think that they'd probably sneak into the playoffs on both sides. I think it's a durability question, and then also an upside question with the young guys. Yeah, is how good are they? Mm. Maybe if you ask the same question two years from now, and you you realize what a stud Simmons is, it's yeah. a different team completely. Yeah, make a might kick on, and you've got. Excellent. You know, a couple, a couple of the other, a couple of the other guys coming through the system in the US at the moment as well, mm. is that it could be, it could be a very different story. You could be, you mm. could be talking about a mid to high fifty win team. You could be looking mm. at a medal. I mean, they went pretty bloody close to a medal like, yeah. just a few week, uh, weeks ago. So, which was disappointing, but still gave it a red hot dip. Yeah, so. that's right. Can only really get better. I mean, you, Paddy's really in his prime now. Mm. I love Paddy. Yeah. Shouts out to Paddy Mills. Yeah. Like, definitely. We're pulling the three, the three goals yeah. as we speak. Uh, who's going to win MVP? Jeez, oh, you went there. It's the, to me, it's... Oh, I, I oh love geez, it. it's so wide open. This is probably the hardest year to pick it. Mm. I think that Golden State will cool their brakes more than they did last year, obviously, and I think that they'll be sharing the load. So it's really hard to see it coming from there. LeBron will probably rest up, so it's hard mm. to see him being there. Oh, Paul George. I want to lean to Westbrook, but I wonder if they're going to win enough games. No, I don't think so. I like You look at the stats where it's the, the correlation between wins and MVPs. Is... Yeah, you, I mean, you've, you've really got to be in the 50s, don't you? Mm. And at least it's a tough. What about a Chris Paul MVP year? That's an outside horse. Because I think... Jeez, I'll tell you what, that's probably the value bit. Yeah. Because I... Yeah. I, I, you watch the Clippers have a big... I reckon big that they... I'm... Yeah. I'm expecting the Clippers to really go hard at Golden State this year. This is last chance saloon for them. Let's not kid ourselves. Mm. They probably should have broken it up this off-season, but if they, if they don't win it this year, they've got no choice. I think win it or get to the finals. Yeah, he'd be good value. Yeah, if yeah. you if you're having a look, yeah, I like that. It's one I hadn't thought about. It, they'll certainly be winning enough games because they will. They the good, the thing with the Clippers is they beat the teams that they should. Yeah. yeah, I mean Chris Paul will roll over. Let's call it Phoenix on a Wednesday night. Yeah, you know what I mean. He just, he's he's a pro. 
I mean, I just try. I mean, just trying to think of the other contenders isn't really a real standout thing. Is is that San Antonio mm. is more a collaborative? Unless effect. Kawhi has a massive year, but Dame mm. Dame might go nuts. Mm. You but, know, Dame Dame could push into the high twenties maybe and be a chance. People reckon at the, uh, the cat could Davis, do it. If Davis stays fit, Davis turns them into a. Yeah. A legitimate playoff team. Yeah, there's. It's 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 it's, it's almost like it's mm. it's the fantasy question and just guised in a slightly different way. If you said to me you've got the number one pick in the fantasy draft this year, who do you take? I'm like, well then maybe Harden. I don't know. Yeah, I mean Harden. If if Harden went for thirty and ten, in a and Houston home. win fifty, yeah, Harden. You can't. If Harden is really fired up, like I mean. But, he, yeah, I don't know about him because I yeah. don't. I don't know if he's got the. I think it's difficult when a dude doesn't play defense. Yeah. You think like. But I mean, he's playing for a coach that doesn't care about people who play defense. defense. So like. Maybe it's perfect. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Curry hard. I mean, yeah, not well, Durant. Curry. Maybe Durant just takes it by the horns and says, "I'm going to no, score." No, I, I don't think I'm. I, I'd. I wouldn't be putting money on Golden State, guys. I just, I mean, they'll probably win. In, they'll win probably the most number of games still. But wow. I like, I like you. If you get, if you get a mate, you've taught me into Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be good. It'll be then good money. I reckon you'd get good value for Chris Paul. I think hard. You'd probably get good value for Harden. You'd probably get good value for Davis. I think Westbrook would be short. And if they, if you know, OKC win forty-five to fifty games. And he play, and he's flirting with a trip double year. Mm. It's going to be pretty hard not to give it to him. Because I do you think, and if there's anyone who's got the motor to do that, and he's got the exactly not just the motor, the motivation as well. Yeah, is that he's going to play this year with a chip on his shoulder. I think that's probably my favourite story coming out of this season. It's going to be the <coughs> yeah. It's going to be the Westbrook story, but we'll see. Which is all that. That's why it's so exciting, isn't it? <laughs> This is all going to actually play out in front of us very soon. So as we're talking, I guess, scaling back from MVP and playoff contenders and the like, which playoff team from last year can you see missing the playoffs this year? Mm. I mean, we've kind of put Utah in the discussion in the, in the, right into our playoff mix. So clearly mm. we're thinking there's one from the, at least one from the West is going to have to drop out. Is this the year Dallas drops out? Dallas are always good for low 40s, aren't they? But low 40s might not be enough this year. So they've got now they've got Bogut, Harrison Barnes, Dirk Nowitzki, healthy West. I mean, Matthews. Are, they, are they worse than they were last year? I think that that's. A, I mean, the problem is, is that they're old. Dallas is Dallas is San Antonio light. Trust the infrastructure. Yeah. <laughs> is the 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 thing you love about Dallas is the owner in many respects. He's not afraid to spend his dosh. So mm-hmm. if he's not if it's not working, he won't be afraid to make some change. Make some changes, but. I mean, yeah, that's an old, it's an old injury-prone team, isn't it? I think it's a lot about Wes Matthews. It's a lot about now that Harrison Barnes isn't getting open threes all the time. Yeah. And doesn't have wide open lanes to walk into, and Bogut's not passing to Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that like I wouldn't be surprised at that. Dallas yeah, the team... concern, I mean, a legitimate concern about Dallas is, is who has Dallas got that can break guys off the dribble. Which is, and you know, it's becoming very much a pitch and kick league. And who's that guy? Williams is not going to. Yeah. Not anymore. Who's that guy? Matthews, is it? Yeah, it's probably Dallas. Dallas, mate, 
But you wouldn't be surprised either way. No. That's the... Yeah, they always seem to be there. They're well, well-drilled yeah. team. He's he's a really, really underrated coach. coach. Really underrated coach. I reckon Atlanta's the other one that you've got to really wonder about too. Mm-hmm. Possibly even Charlotte. You know, Charlotte had a lot of guys in the last year of their contracts who got paid. Marvin Williams had a big one. Yeah. No, no Jeremy Lin. Kemba Walker probably played the best year of his yeah. life. Is he going to replicate... Yeah. I heard an interesting quote about Nick Batum is that he's going to go back to not liking basketball now that he's yeah. got paid. Yeah. <laughs> so if they drop out uh, yeah. and Milwaukee jump in or the Knicks jump in yeah. or Washington, those, those I feel like the East is more hotly... Cont- yeah. I think Brooklyn bottoms out. I think I really think, yeah, it's, it's, it's really weird, isn't it? I think the East, as I said before, I think 2 through 10 is really tight. Mm. And if almost you're two, not... Almost to 12 yeah if you were in from last year you could easily be out and I mean it was it was pretty close towards the end of last year as well I mean I think that they, they yeah. went to tiebreaker for the three seed and the three seed only won 48 games yeah so that gives you a pretty a good a bit of an idea and it wasn't really like there was a team that ran away with the conference either yeah if you look back you have yeah it was four teams that finished on 48 yeah and then I who knows what happens in Orlando yeah. They've got a good... I think he's a good coach. Oh, yeah, Blazer. he's a good coach, but uh, that, that roster weird. is weird. I think they've got a lot of... Like, I like Ibaka, but I don't know if I like Ibaka and a shot blocker next to him. They can't yeah. shoot. Like, well, who's playing the three? And well, what's the what's the story with Aaron Gordon? What are you doing with Vooch? Did you really have to pay that much for Biombo? Did you really need Biombo? Yeah, you don't. Why do you need Biombo and Ibaka? Uh, the, it's the underrated... Philadelphia front court problem, mm. and they lost. I think their best asset. Yeah, and they virtually gave him away, which is the scary part. Mm. I mean, I like Peyton, but I like Peyton and Oladipo as this cool young. Mm. I don't know. I like you know watching Fournier. I think he's a he's a crafty scorer and he's a good piece. Chuck him on San Antonio at some point yeah. in his career. Yeah, but I don't. You know, I mean, yeah. As we're talking about this, I mean, OKC, are that, where do we see their, their prospects? Do we think that they make it? Are you lock, Would you lock OKC in, or are no, they on the bubble? No way. I think the worst-case scenario with OKC is Russ goes too hard, injures himself, and they drop out of the playoffs. Yeah. I, I, I would not be surprised if that happened. Yeah. But Because I, I think the Russ hype is very real, but I there was like... I think only one team has made the playoffs or like has made the playoffs when someone has an usage rate over 35%. Yeah, and that was Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not saying West, I, Westbrook might have that usage rate. It's hard to see how he won't. That's yeah. the scary part. Like, who's he going to pass to? Oladipo? Well, it's, well, it's, it's who's going to create that's not yeah. him. That's yeah. more the point. They might end up playing Cameron. I mean, I know he's injured at the moment, but they might end up having to play Cameron Payne just to. I like Cameron Payne. Just to, to actually get another creator out there and play him off the ball. Yeah, that's small, small ball. They, I, I could see them playing Oladipo at the three in, in certain sets too. And I think he could guard. Yeah, he's long. He's okay. He's not tall, but he's long. He's got yeah. long arms, and he can jump. Yeah, I could. I, I think that that's their best chance is to. To actually play a lot deeper, believe it or not, at the three, potentially go small. And then who do you play at the four? 
Well, I mean, you've got so many options there. You can you could go Cantor Adams if you really wanted to. You could go Sabonis there. You've got Ilya Sova you can use to stretch the floor. Yeah. I think that, that was an underrated pickup in yeah, like kind of in the schmozzle that's came out. Like. Yeah, it was... I mean, that trade was just bizarre. I, if I was Durant, I almost would have signed on the back of that trade. Mm. It's like, that was heist central. Yeah, but that... Oh, and you're going to give me... You're going to give me the 11th pick in the draft as well. Where, where do I sign? Yeah. Um, maybe that's what made the Durant thing so frustrating as well. It was weird. It just didn't make sense. He's going... He's got such a promising... Anyway, that's yeah. done. Oh, yeah, exactly. We, I'm not going to... I've ranted about that previously. Yeah. Go back kind of two or three episodes if you're listening to this now. I hit a nerve just I thinking ri- about Yeah, that. I ripped into LeBron James previously for what he did. Not for leaving, but because I thought he went to the wrong team. Mm. I ripped into Durant for leaving. Yeah. I thought that that was... It's, it's the a stacked per- team. It's the it? Per- it would have been... Yeah, the, the team was built to win. He stays. They would have been my favourites to win it this year. With, and with other depot because you play all the depot as like a six man. Mm. We we like all the depot. Is that the move that was under the radar that we liked the most? Under the radar moves that I liked the most. See, I don't think in a weird way Dwight was kind of under the radar, but not at the same time. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think people are too hyped about that, but they shouldn't be. I just think that the price for that's just too mm. much for a guy who's done it on his athleticism you're paying for what he used to be not what he is now George Hill's the one I really like I I think that you you hit on that earlier with Utah Mm. I mean they gave up the 12 essentially the 12th pick in the draft Mm. to to make that deal but he's going to give them the leadership the toughness in a position that they've struggled to fill I like Trey Burke but I don't like him that much no no I don't know um, I think I, I think he was overestimated after his big shot. And the thing there. is, yeah, yeah. I think that the the thing about um, George Hill is everybody who the coaches that have him mm-hmm. say that he's how good he is. Guy. Pop got Kawhi Leonard for As him, but Pop still hates the fact that he had to make that deal. Yeah. Oh, and that I tells like, you everything you need to know. And I like Alec Burks as well. Yeah, I that's a stacked team. That is a quietly stacked team that yeah. plays defense. And as you say, you put Hill, you put Diao on that team, and it's... Uh, that's why I like that one, is, is that I thought that their, their only real gap with the, mm. the assets that they had was really at the point, mm. and they filled it. Excited, I'm excited to watch the Utah Jazz play, which is not... I haven't seen yeah. that ever. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah said, said no one ever before. I don't know how you, whether you love the Stockton Malone pick and roll. <laughs> so, which pick would you prefer to build your team around? Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, Ben Simmons, and Porzingis. Gee, starting uh, maybe should we start Man, with those franchise? Could it, could it, yeah, yeah. Let's say if you're the Brooklyn Nets and you get a pick with you've been told all these guys are on the table. Jeez, I tell you what, if that was a draft and they were the first four, you'd be pretty happy about yeah. the fourth pick. You'd be like, they're going to make the decision for me. Great. I think they're all... <coughs> I think Simmons, it's difficult with Simmons because he hasn't played in the league yet. So you... I mean, well, it, I, I'm, going to put it, I'm going to put it this way. I think that... People are going to be shocked at me saying this. I think that Ben Simmons has the highest ceiling out of those four guys. Oof. I also think that he has the lowest floor. Mm. So mm. how bold do you feel... Oh, I, Boom I, or bust with regards to that. I love him, but I'm probably I probably 
wouldn't pick him over. I certainly, I'm a huge AD fan, and I wouldn't pick him over AD. Would you pick him over Carl Anthony Towns? <sighs> Probably not. Would you? That's a close call, though. I think you pick him possibly over Porzingis because I worry yeah. about that he's kind of got this awkward gangly body, which I don't yeah. know can last. You, but Jeez. so did Dirk. So yeah. did Dirk. So That's Dirk. right. It's over Porzingis. Yeah, I mean, I, as I said, I hate saying this, but Porzingis is probably number four. I love his game. Oh yeah, I love watching him, but I couldn't, I couldn't justify picking him above any of those other guys. I, I, I might go Simmons four for a couple of reasons. I don't know if he can shoot the basketball in the NBA yet. Yeah, and I don't know if he has a foot that works. <laughs> so the second, yeah, both things you need yes. to be picked yeah. ahead of. I think that if you answer he strikes the... me as the type of guy who's willing to put the work in. Mm. I mean, LeBron wasn't a great jump shooter when he first yeah. came into the league. Kawhi Leonard couldn't hit a three to save his life no, he's... coming out of college. Mm. And now, you know, he's a 50% guy from the corners. So you can, I think that out of all the skills that you have is that that's probably the, the other innate stuff that he has mm. is really, really hard to pick up. You can, I think you can learn how to shoot. And when you look at his stroke, it's not horrible. No, it's not. It's not Michael Kidd Gilchrist. No, it's not. It's certainly not broken, but it's certainly not Alan Houston. Is no. I, I'm not as concerned about that. Look, if they if they park him for the year, like they're saying, mm. and as I've said before, that probably could be the best thing for him because you can go in the gym and learn how to shoot, mm. get the repetition and the rhythm in, and come back. Because that's that's the knock, and it's a real and it's a legitimate knock. High hopes, though. But he gets that right. He's going to be the best player out of all of those guys. Oof. I honestly believe that if he can get that right, because he's got everything else that you want in a player. Mm. I think it's just the. the but vision. I wouldn't. I, I I would struggle to gamble on that over about, Davis and Towns. Right. I worry now. about his character. He's done a few that's things fair. where I'm like, that's that's also fair. I, I, you know, he's gonna if he is gonna be this player, there's gonna be so much pressure on him, and you want to know whether the guys that support him, are, you know, that is like I, I don't know. Yeah. I, that's a big question I have. Where I don't that's have that a, same question with the other I, three. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I def, I mean, definitely not with Towns. No. Uh, and even Davis, Davis, you know, Davis has kept his nose pretty clean as well. Mm. That's a fair point with Simmons too. It's a legitimate concern. I, I always worry when people enter that LeBron stable. Not that I think extremely highly of LeBron, but LeBron is still relatively grounded. Mm. And I wonder that I want your your point about Simmons living in the bubble is probably fair. Because mm. it's I don't know. It's uh... how's he going to respond when, as you say, the shit hits the fan? Is is, is the question? It's one thing having that absolute. Like, all those guys are incredibly talented basketball players, but when, like, LeBron, like, you got to give yeah. it to LeBron. Like, he was under immense pressure, and then you have to perform these yeah. skills at that pressure. I don't know if he has that yet. Yeah. He, he never had to play against that competition in college because he just wasn't in that sphere of comp. I haven't yeah. seen him at crunch point yet. Yeah. I mean, he's got, the, he's got the game as in the tools, but has he got the real game, the game yeah. between the years? Yeah. Fair question to ask. And I hope it's, he does. I yeah. hope he does. I really hope he does too. I, I, as I said, I'm, I'm all in on his potential. That's a legitimate concern. 
does he have the game between the ears? I'd take the known of Townsend Davis over that right now. Yeah. But as I said, I think that out of all of those guys, I think Simmons is a guy with the highest ceiling. Mm-hmm. Scary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm passing that up <laughs> with the first pick. I'd take Davis. I think I would too. I love Davis. I just hope that he can play a full season. I like Davis because I think he's also got that winner's mentality. That that shot he hit against OKC was a yeah. double pump, mm. three pointer, and just he's got a nice he's got a nice stroke for someone who yeah. can run that fast. He's for that big. Yeah. The Venn diagram. He reminds me so much of Tim Duncan. Mm. Mm. <sighs> anyway, well, so we're we're wrapping up. Believe it or not, we've we've nearly hit thirty. We've I, I think we've got four left. Mm. So. We've talked about, I guess, the certain the certainty with that, and there's an uncertain certainty with regards to Ben Simmons. But which team looks uncertain? So which team are you look at and you go, I have absolutely no read on these guys whatsoever. I think for me, without stealing too much from the Zach Lowe podcast, so I'm going to not pick. Love your work, Zach. By yeah, the way, sure. if you ever ever listen, <laughs> yeah. Um, You'll never listen, but we do uh, love your work. Uh, um, I think I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls. Because I like Rondo. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's one of the most talented guys in the league in terms of vision. Dwayne Wade's a winner. Jimmy Butler's a grinder. But, like, what are they, Saran? Like, where does that go? I don't know. That, that just confused me. Maybe not in terms of the outcome, but just in terms of the makeup of the team. How yeah. is that team going to play? They've probably got to grind. And I don't know if they're good enough to grind. Actually, I, I, I like Doug McDermott. I like Bobby Portis. Portis is a guy who probably should be most improved consideration mm. too, just quietly, mm. as we talk about it. Minutes will certainly open up for him there. I think it's Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is going on? <laughs> I don't, don't understand. I don't understand that squad. I mean, you know, with Philly, you kind of knew where they were going. Like Orlando seems to have like taken three steps back. Mm. I, I don't understand. I like Hazonia. Yeah. I like Fournier. I like Vujicic. It's one of these things though. You look at those pieces in isolation, and you go, "There's some nice pieces there, but they don't fit." It was like they were trying to build kind of two basketball teams on the one team. I yeah. don't know, like, they've got some double-ups. I mean, how are they going to play? I no. mean, are they... It's just a strange, strange team. A lot of pressure on Alfred Payton to... Yeah. ...to make that run. Mm. And you know what? I I think maybe if he... He could, possibly, and it would be fun to watch. Mm. But... Oh... Yeah. And and they've got Jeff Green as well? Yeah. Why... They overpaid Why? Jeff Green? Why do you have Jeff Green in your team? <laughs> Yeah, it's like the the moves that they made in the off season were just baffling. It was almost like they've they looked at the league and went, "Well, everybody's turning left, so we're going to turn right." And see how that works out. For yeah, us. let's get two shot blockers. <laughs> yeah, that's just a bizarre, bizarre, bizarre team. I think they've got to be, but there's pieces there at the same time. You know what yeah. I mean? There's so many. Like Hazonia can play. Yeah, I think Fournier is a piece on any team. You know. Yeah. Because he's, he's a three... I, I, there's got to be a raid in there. Someone's got to yeah. look at that team and be like, I want to... The problem is, yeah. is that the contracts are a bit are a bit rich. Mm. That's but, the only concern. I think that the raid was done. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and, and, he, and he made off like a bandit, as he always does, Mr. Presty. What happens with Millsap? Do you... Do you, do you trade him before... 
Atlanta, yeah. I mean, Atlanta are kind of in no man's land too, aren't they? They're, they're, they're just as strange. I mean, that's the thing. If they don't... They, I, I believe they've got a nice start to the season, though. That's mm. the only thing that works to their advantage, which may sway them one way or the other. Mm. I mean, if they start out 10-4, and 10-5, and five, like they could, given some of the games that they've got at the start of the year... Mm. It's going to be hard for them to blow it up, but I mean, if they're six and nine, I, th- I think Dwight Howard's really good at blowing stuff up when he yeah. shouldn't have to. He's like, maybe they've got the right guy. Yeah, <laughs> they're really tough to get a read on too. Like, where are they a playoff team? Possibly. Yeah, and maybe I, we haven't. Touched... And I mean, so much of that's going to come down to Schroeder. Mm. More responsibility now. And he wanted it. He wanted it. He made no. I guess Matt, no no bones about it. He wanted Teague's spot, yeah, which I liked. I liked the, you know. And I mean, he it's he's an he's an intriguing piece for that very reason. Mm. He and you know he's he's worth the most improved consideration mm. because hey, it's that's the thing. Mm. If we're gonna go, he's got, he's got you're gonna to be grow. yeah. If we're gonna go, you've got to be the guy to do it. Who will be well, the social media MVP of the year? I'm not. I'm probably not the person to be asking that. I should no. be asking you. You seem to follow these guys a lot more closely than I do. I love Andrew Bogut's work, just for the record. <laughs> love your work, Andrew. You are the master troller. <laughs> so love your work on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to pose that to you because you follow these guys a lot closer than I do. I think maybe... Well, last year, like, a, an interesting guy that emerged kind of out of nowhere was Richard Jefferson. Yeah, I was going to say, he's probably in the mix. He's thing. almost like a social media guy who plays basketball because, yeah. you know, he's... he Awesome Fan Insights was a guy just letting you into the championship run yeah. and making fun of Kevin Love. So he's my early favourite. But then guys like um, Evan Turner, who... You know the guys that, yeah. like, almost enjoy being an NBA player first? yeah. And then kind of want to win an NBA championship. Are the guys that are good to follow online? And I think um, another one is who are, you, who are your quality followers? Just just for the people. I've, it's weird. Since I started working, I've I've cut it down because I can spend my whole life going on Snapchat <laughs> and watching the NBA players. I think Amir Johnson's good good value. I used to Twitter. I don't Twitter anymore. If I had to say suggest one person to follow, Stephen Adams is pretty good. Yeah. Stephen Ad because I, maybe it's the like the Anzac. I think yeah no he's a character I could I could understand that one. I think Steve yeah. and and he's also good at interacting with fans and just yeah. being this giant burly Kiwi yeah. who's awesome to follow. So yeah. I think him Richard Jefferson yeah. and Amir Johnson are probably my three favorite. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'll throw Bogey in there. Yeah, I love throw Bogey. Bogey. I like Bogey's work. Mm. He's 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 awesome an awesome follower. He always says good things it's I'm going to let you have the final word so that means I'm asking this mm. second to last question which team has been overhyped the most do you think so who's the bandwagon team that everyone thinks is going to going to go gangbusters but you're not seeing it and it's tempting to say the Golden State Warriors here isn't it oh the thing with the hype train is like you you don't everyone gets on it and then it, it oh I think most hyped would have to be... It depends in what circle. You know what I mean? If you're talking basketball minds, I think the Timberwolves are really hyped. Yeah. 
the Jazz are really hyped. All the teams that we've kind of talked about is that's a hype team, but I wouldn't say it's a bandwagon team. Yeah. I think people are getting on the Pistons bandwagon. I think they had a good season last year, but I don't think that that's unnecessary. Oh, I'm blabbering now, but to the roundabout way, I think I'm going to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think mm. they've I think they've been overhyped. I think everyone because all the moves kind of made sense. Yeah. But people still realize, don't realize how difficult it is to win in the NBA. So I'm going to say the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm going to throw one out from left field. Mm. And I hate saying this because I think that their coach is exceptional. The mm. Boston Celtics. Oof. People talking about them as a, as a legitimate contender, contender to Cleveland. I like the Horford move. Oh, I just think that they've got too many players. There's a logjam. Yeah. There's, a, there's no breathing room. And that's what worries me. And the thing is, is that they're, the, they're a team that could really be a stick or twist team here. They're another good candidate for Cousins moving forward because they've got a lot of pieces that they could move. And I think that he would respect President Stevens. The president Stevens. <laughs> he is the president, though. Yeah. He's so politically correct. And oh, but it's not just that. You hear the guy talk and he... He's so eloquent, and he clearly knows the game and loves the Back, game. Backwards. Yeah. I, I just look at their team, and I'm just like, I really don't think you've got another gear. It's almost like with them, I, I, I think this is a pivotal year for them. Yeah. Because when he, this is fourth year now, it's the Brad Stevens experiment. Not experiment. Say, career. Experience. experience. Let's experience. say the Brad yeah, Stevens yeah, experience. experience. Exactly. Is that what they finished with? I think they were a forty-eight winning team last year, and I think that they overachieved to get to forty-eight last year. Like, is Isaiah Thomas going to carry you? No. But then, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if this was the start of a dynasty—not a dynasty, but of a a ten-year stretch where they're good under Stevens. Yeah, I can see. That's the thing is, is that but I see them in the like the three to six range in terms of seeding. I hear people saying that they're the only contender to Cleveland. I'm no, like, I no. don't think they're at that level. No, I don't. I don't think there's anyone in the East who, unless Danny finally makes the big move that he needs to make, and I'm not sure what that's going to entail. Because it makes sense. They've got so many wing guys that you maybe so many good wing guys that would be pieces elsewhere. Yeah. And you, but does, Sancro, does Sacramento I mean, make that change? Like, I don't know if it might not be Cousins, but he's yeah, he's, he's always come guy. up as a destination for them. It's it's an intriguing one, isn't it? With with Boston, I mean, look, the worst thing that could have happened to Boston was Cleveland winning the championship last year, because I think mm. otherwise Kevin Love's on that squad right now. Mm. <laughs> It'd be he'd be a good fit to that. Squad, and he'd be a good fit to that squad exactly. Um, but the, I mean, the thing is with Boston, for I think for Boston to mm. legitimately be, do that kick. They've got to find another Garnett four-for-one type trade mm. where they're just getting... They just go all in on someone. That's right. And the problem <sighs> is is that the, who's that guy? Who is it out there at the moment that you think's actually gettable? Mm, I don't know. I bet... And that's what worries me about them. And that's why I think that the hype is a bit overblown. Yeah. I think you... Yeah, the high, I agree. I think they're overachieved and now people are projecting too high. Mm. Whereas if you looked at the mean, they probably... Yeah. They're not going to defer too much. Not saying that Brad's not an awesome no. coach and it's a good squad, but it's a difficult league. Which young Australian has the best... I've put Australian in inverted commas. Has the best season. Dante Exum, 
Ben Simmons or Thon Maker. <laughs> is the Australian inverted commas because of I don't, make like, his eligibility, we're yeah. saying. That as well as, like, I feel, you know, they're, they're Australian, but they're, they're not as well. They're also products of... The US system in yeah. some respects. Which yeah. is always going to happen when you're that yeah. type of talent, but... Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say Simmons because we don't know if he's going to play. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the problem is is that you asked this question a couple of weeks ago, it's an absolute no-brainer that it's mm. going to be Ben Simmons. Mm. <sighs> and that's kind of the interesting bit is, do you hedge <laughs> or do you, know... And I mean, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> and what, what, how, many, how many minutes is Exxon going to get? Yeah. How many minutes is Maker going to get? Because I think... Exxon's probably the safer bet just purely because he's already played in the league. Yeah. But he's, I mean, he's in an interesting little log jam there that he might not see I think, a hell of a lot of time. I think George Hill will teach him well. He's a weird player as well. Like, I still can't, I still can't quite, like, grasp what type of player he is. He's going to become, yeah. I mean, he, he seems to be more of a shooting guard than he is a point guard, but the problem is, is that he's struggling to shoot. Yeah, he, he fits the mould defensively yeah. as a shooting guard, but he's so quick. In like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, any, I, it's it's a tough one. I, I mean, difficult to read the guy as well. He's he's yeah. not. The question mark over Simmons is: Is he going to play? The question mark uh, is: He going to play at all? The question mark over Maker is: Is he actually going to see the court to begin with? And if he does, what kind of role is he going to be playing with them? Mm. And will he be able to adapt Cause... his game accordingly? The question mark about Exum is is. What's his role? Yeah. And I think the thing with Thon Maker is that he almost makes John Henson redundant or they... Yeah, they're very similar players. They the same... I don't think that as a coach you'd be like, there's one situation where I'd favour Thon over John. Yeah. Thon over John. There you go. (laughs) You're a poet and you don't know it. Actually, I'm going to take Simmons. Boom or bust. You're in on the Simmons train. The only reason why I'm... well, I don't know if those other guys are going to average more than 20 minutes a game, so... I think the only one that I could ever see in the Hall of Fame is Ben Simmons. Yeah. So you think his rookie season would be memorable. Mm. He'd find a way to make an impact. If he plays. If he plays. Yeah. So, final question. Mm. I'm going to give you the final word on this one. Oof. Who's winning the championship? This is a good way to end it. It's the perfect way to end it. I think if I had to put money on it, I'm going to say the Cavs are going to repeat. That's that's what my... I feel the... Bro- yeah, wholeheartedly, I think the Cavs are going to win. This is probably... I mean, yeah, this is probably the last year of peak LeBron, really. Yeah. So you think that that's... You just can't dismiss the fact that it's 15 to 20% easier to get to the championship in the East than it is yeah. in the West. If you're Golden State, and let's say figuratively you've got to play Memphis in the first round. Yeah. And then probably... You might have to do like Memphis-San Antonio Clippers, for instance. Which is hell. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think the Cavs get through that. I mean, that's the thing. The Cavs may well have been the third or fourth best team in the league last year, but mm. the way that it broke, it broke, mm. it broke for them purely because of the conference structure. I think the Cavs have reloaded interestingly. They've got some juice in that team. Yeah, they've re- they've replaced guys like 
I think Delhi did well, and he kind of maximised his career in Cleveland. Now they've got a young guy like Felder, they've got a 3 and D guy, and then they've got Jordan McRae who's going to play more minutes. Mm. I think that's a young, exciting, gives them a bit of boost, guys that are yearning for those minutes. You've got the, the Mike Dunleavy pick-up, oh, which, I is think a, which is fantastic. a great, great pick-up for them as well. But what happens with J.R. Smith is an interesting thing. Do they pay him? I think they have to. But I don't know if they should in a weird way. It's actually interesting. Yeah, they they probably have to, but they don't really need him. No. If they're smart, they don't really need him. Uh, I think they're better with Dunleavy than they are with... I don't know if I'd go that far. No. I mean, it means that LeBron would have to play a very different role. I think think at the end of the day, they pay him because LeBron wants him. Because LeBron. And LeBron gets what LeBron wants. He does. But is it what LeBron needs? Does he need... he seems to think so. The thing with J.R. Smith is I love him probably more than anyone else on that Cavs team. Mm. But he's a frustrating player is that yeah. you don't know which J.R. you're going to But I mean, get. the funny thing about J.R. was I actually thought that during the finals last year, J.R. was actually really good for them. He was really good defensively. Yeah, he, the year before, he, was, he didn't even show up. I don't, I don't know, was he on the team? <laughs> Until the last, literally last seconds of the final game, I think yeah. he had 15 points in like yeah. three minutes. But other That's, than that, he... He virtually didn't show up. And I thought that he was, he was really important to them last year, particularly, as you say, defensively. He, he was an important cog. So I think it find it hard for them to not to pick him up and pay him the dough. Yeah, it's it's questionable about whether they need him. As you say, McRae was uh, looks like he could be anything. He'd be a scorer for them. I mean, he scored he, he, when he came and played in Australia. All he did was score. It's a bit surprising that Philly actually didn't keep him because uh, he's probably a pretty handy guy to have them to have running around on this squad right about now. Who's your pick? I'm leaning Cleveland as well. I think the hype. Trend. I just think that the last hurrah for Pete LeBron. I just think that the teams that play in the West, they're just beat up by the time they get there. Mm-hmm. It's just too hard to, in a, in a relative context anyway, to compete with the draw that Cleveland have. I mean, what did they go last year? I mean, they went, went 0-0-2, didn't they, to, to get there. From yeah. memory, it was 0-0-2. Don't hold me to that. But it was de- they definitely beat Detroit yeah. in four. Yeah. And then I think they beat... Uh, I think they swept Atlanta as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And they will again this year. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It's just that you, they might do the gentleman sweep in the first two rounds. It might mm. be 4-1, 4-1, and mm. maybe 4-2 getting mm. through there. Whereas you know the Golden State, if they're playing San Antonio or the Clippers or possibly mm. a yet unnamed team that will, mm. will jump up in the West, somebody's going to take them to seven. Yeah. Somebody's going to play bully ball with them mm. and take them to seven. And the the pressure that the world is going to put on those guys is ridiculous. That too. You know what I mean? Mm. You're going to be testing that Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson dynamic under significant pressure. And which rightfully so, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you assemble that team, you deserve that pressure and you should yeah. expect that pressure. So well, that's right. Is that you should be the, you should only have one goal. You if you don't win the championship this year it's a fail. Yeah. Quite frankly. But yeah, I just don't think that... I just think the run to get there for them will take too much out of them. And it's probably going six or seven. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's going to be a ripper. Yeah. yeah. I can't yeah. wait. I can't we wait. can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to go watch some pre-season highlights. <laughs> so, until next time. See you awesome. later.